Ladies and gentlemen, Happy New Year. It's your buddy Gavin. Filibuster Freestyle, we are back in 2019. First podcast of the year. Likely going to be a two-parter, two-episode edition. NFL playoffs are upon us. It is Saturday, January 5th. And at some point in the next 24 to 48 hours, our buddy Dan Ruddle, Philadelphia Eagles superfan extraordinaire, is going to come on for what I believe is our fourth annual NFL Teams as Game of Thrones characters. Two things. This will be our third of Game of Thrones, actually in year two of doing this odd, outlandish way of picking NFL teams and, and comparing them to television characters. We did always sunny in Philadelphia characters. I want to say for the 2017 like, playoffs. So I think in like 2016, we did Game of Thrones characters. 2017, we did always sunny characters. 2018 playoffs last year, we went back to Game of Thrones. And because Game of Thrones is coming back in the year 2019, we're going to run it back and do it again. Now, it is Saturday, January 5th, like I just said, which means the first playoff game between the Colts and the Texans is going to kick off in about three, four hours from now. Dan and I probably won't have a chance to get together to talk about uh, today's games, which again are Texans, Colts, and then I believe it's uh, Seahawks at the Cowboys. I'm going to give you a very quick Game of Thrones character assessment of those four NFL teams right now on a part one edition of the 2019 NFL playoffs. NFL playoff teams as Game of Thrones characters, and that'll be on the flip side of the theme song for the Filibuster Freestyle. And of course, please visit us at filibusterfreestyle.com. Okay, like I promised, a quick hitting edition, a first little teaser tidbit of NFL teams in the 2019 playoffs and which Game of Thrones character, house, object, thing they might be. For the most part, it's characters. Uh, So I'm going to hit the Colts, the Texans, the Seahawks, and the Cowboys, and then Dan Ruddle and I are going to do the remaining eight NFL playoff teams very, very soon, hopefully before tomorrow's games, which would be Sunday, January 6th games, which are Eagles versus the Bears, and I think... uh, Let me figure it out. Oh, the Chargers and Ravens, of course. So anyway, let's start with the first game of the day. Indianapolis Colts at the Houston Texans. Indianapolis Colts, first time in the playoffs in a couple years. They've been down in their luck a little bit. They started this year at 1-5, I believe. No one really thought they were going to do much of anything in the playoffs, let alone make the playoffs. So who are they in the Game of Thrones universe? I'm going with Theon Greyjoy, but... At the end of season seven. So the end of season season seven, if you recall, is when Theon, after seasons upon seasons, or in the books, pages upon pages of bad decisions, spineless decisions, dishonorable decisions, Theon on Dragonstone, after a conversation with Jon Snow, was able to headbutt and punch his way back to the respect of his men from Pike, the Ironborn, and is now as off, you know, off book, off show, on the hunt for his sister Yara, looking for his uncle Euron Greyjoy. So in essence, he's got his mojo back, and the Colts do too. But if you think about the Colts, as I mentioned, they started one in five. There were question marks if they were going to ever get their pride back. Where they had, 
you know, they were the finger pointers, whistleblowers, and deflate gate, which for many has been proven as a complete farce, a mummer's farce, if you will, for George R.R. Martin fans. Andrew Luck injuries had us thinking, would he ever come back? Would he ever be the same player? Their owner had, you know, public substance abuse issues. Josh McDaniel, Patriots offensive coordinator, left them at the altar last year after signing, you know, essentially signing on to be their coach and then doing an about face at the 11th hour. So again, it reminds me of just Theon's downward, downward, downward trend over seasons, whatever, like two through six of Game of Thrones, two through seven. And this is their chance to finally start getting back on the up. Now, do I think they've got any shot at the throne? Do I think that Theon has any shot at being any more than just a nice tale of redemption this particular season? No. But for the Colts, once again, they're an interesting, potentially uplifting component of the narrative, which seemed like an impossibility very shortly ago. And they're playing the Texans. Houston Texans struggled with this one a little bit. But similarly to the Colts, Texans did not get off to a great start this year. They were 0-3. They seemed left for dead. Deshaun Watson, their quarterback, was coming back from a catastrophic leg knee injury last year. So I'm going to go with Beric Dondarian. For those of you who don't know Beric Dondarian, he's the dude with the flaming sword. He's been brought back to life by Thoros of Mir several times. Um, They were very heroic towards the end of Season 7, Beyond the Wall. Thoros actually lost his life after he was attacked by a zombie ice bear a White Walker bear, but Beric Dondarian lives. He was always a kind of a charismatic, skilled at jousting, skilled at melees, skilled um, with his sword, etc. knight, lord, etc. Exciting guy, um, clearly a guy who, you know, through his religious beliefs in, you know, what is it, Ralor, the red god, um, you know, he's come back to life. So essentially, I think the Texans are... Beric Dondarian, because they are very exciting. They're very skilled. They were left for dead. They've essentially come back to life. You know, Deshaun Watson has regained his form, and the Texans have regained theirs. You know, I don't know if Bill O'Brien is exactly Thoris of Mir. I don't think he really wants to be compared to Thoris of Mir. And I'm not sure Thoris of Mir wants to be compared to Bill O'Brien. But either way, as reincarnations from Game of Thrones go, you know, I'm not sure if the Texans are ready to be a Jon Snow level reincarnation yet, or even the mountain in terms of rising back up from what seemed to be sure death, sure demise. But at the very least, they've got a new lease on life. They're very appreciative of it, and they seem to be in the thick of things. And again, who knows what they'll do? They're at home today. We'll see how they do. So essentially, you've got Theon Greyjoy against Beric Dondarrion today in Houston, and we'll see if the Colts or the Texans prevail. Now, Got some really good picks for the L.A. Chargers and the Baltimore Ravens, but I'm going to save them for when Dan Ruddle comes on the show. Similarly, I feel like I've got some pretty good takes for the Philadelphia Eagles and Chicago Bears tomorrow. And for some reason, I can't get a hold of Dan before tomorrow's games. I'm going to give you all those. But to end this quick little part one pod, I've got the Seahawks traveling to Dallas to play the Cowboys. Seattle fans, say hello to being Jorah Mormont. The Seahawks have a very, very mediocre history. I think before they hired Mike Holmgren, no Super Bowl appearances. Super Bowl appearance under Mike Holmgren. And then really going back down to kind of mediocrity or worse until Pete Carroll showed up. Jorah Mormont 
basically was banned from Westeros for disgraceful things. And it wasn't until he linked up with Daenerys Targaryen, which you could say is kind of like the Pete Carroll effect, that the Seahawks started to become relevant in a good way. And really, you know, close to the throne, on the way up, you know, I don't even have a really good narrative there other than that the Seahawks won a title, played for another one, Legion of Boom, Emergence of Russell Wilson, etc. Back into the glory days. But then, honestly, the Seahawks the last couple of years have been cast aside. You know, they were kind of left for dead as well. Uh, Jorah Mormont got grayscale. He was banished. I think he's banished by Danny like twice, including the grayscale con. But they've got this mix of luck and skill and knowledge that has kept them alive this season in the Seahawks and reemerged as a player. Again, they're on the road, so who knows how they'll do. But they've got a lot of components of what got them a Super Bowl title and two Super Bowl appearances in a three-year, a three-season period. They've got the ability to go all the way. Again, I don't know if they will, just like I don't think Jorah Mormont's ever going to go all the way here. But again, he's back in the mix. He's come back in the mix from seeming being nowhere. Another example of a redemption story and probably the most skilled version. I'm not sure if, you know, the Colts or the Texans deserve the Beric Dondarrion or Theon Greyjoy season seven moniker, but I do feel like Jorah Mormont is great for the Seahawks, unless they win the whole thing, in which case it becomes more of a Jon Snow thing, but I can't predict that right now. Plus, they got to play on the road the whole time, which is tough as well. Okay, finally, Dallas Cowboys. Hot take alert. I'm going with they are Tywin Lannister, not because of them, but because of their owner, Jerry Jones. Tywin Lannister, father of Jamie and Cersei and allegedly Tyrion Lannister. Those of you who are into conspiracy theories and reading the books know what I mean there. But I think Jerry Jones is more like Tywin Lannister than any other NFL owner. Overbearing, always asserting himself into the narrative, seems to have the deepest pockets and eventually get his way most of the time. Some people love him or are loyal to him. More people fear him, but most just can't stand him. Um, That's how a lot of people feel about the Cowboys, but I think that really, when you think of the Lannisters and not liking them, you really think of Tywin Lannister, at least to start, and I think the same can be said of the Cowboys and Jerry Jones. So that's what I got right there. Um, In terms of picks, really can see either of those games going either way. Obviously, the Texans and the Cowboys are at home. But I would not be shocked if there's at least one upset today, or let's just say at least one road team wins. Wouldn't be shocked if both road teams win. Uh, I think, you know, gun to my head, metaphorically, and to pick the game for fun only, um, I would go with Texans and Seahawks winning today. All right, Filibuster Freestyle is back with Dan Ruddle. Check us out at filibusterfreestyle.com. Check us out on Apple Podcasts iTunes, SoundCloud, just Google, search Filibuster Freestyle. The Filibuster is spelled with one L. And then subscribe to the pod. And if you have time, leave us a rating. We appreciate you rating the pod. Uh, Best of luck to the NFL teams. And happy uh, 2019 to everybody still. We're still basking in the glow of the New Year's week. We'll be right back at you on Filibuster Freestyle.